employees are yearning, longing for companies that care about them and that truly show that they care. And that can mean a lot of different things to different people, to different companies based on the industry and and based on a lot of different things. But if we really think about taking it back to the basics, to the foundation of how to treat people, then you're already ahead. Are you ready to reinvent your organization and create a workplace of the future? Welcome to the Optimize Workplace. My name is Fran Dean Bishop, and I'm the founder and CEO of Aerobody. Join me each week as I welcome innovators, A-listers, and trailblazers who will share their individual experiences with creating an optimized workplace. This podcast will inspire you to find new and unique ways of helping your organization thrive while providing an exceptional experience for your employees and nourishing their well-being. Ready to get started? Learn more at theoptimizedworkplace.co. Welcome to the Optimized Workplace. I'm your host, Fran Dean Bishop, where our discussions with influencers, experts, and innovators are helping to transform the well-being and sustainability of today's workplaces and spaces. Today, I'm speaking with Vanessa Cacho, who specializes in business consulting and human resource management with her firm, Intech Services. Throughout her career, Vanessa has worked with private companies and commercial, supporting all sorts of businesses and really looking firsthand at the absence of what she calls the three E's that have made a difference in her business and in her career, the trajectory and how disproportionately it's impacted Black and Brown people. Vanessa's unique and diverse experiences have presented the keys to success, and her goal is to share them with the world, particularly with young people of color who've not yet had the opportunity to really implement these three E's and assist them in realizing their full goals and their life's purpose. So we're going to get right into this conversation because Vanessa, it sounds like to me, you have a lot to unpack, particularly for leaders, team leads, commercial, and even entrepreneurs when it comes to impact in the corporate environment. So Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate this. So please tell us a little bit more about your company and really how you even got into this HR consulting and why you feel it's so impactful and so important. I'll tell you first a little bit about how I got into HR and then I'll go into uh, my business. But I like to say that HR almost found me. Uh, I started out after college as an intern with Target Corporation and I interned with Target for two summers and I was offered a full-time position at the end of my uh, last internship on junior year, basically. As part of my internship opportunity, I got to meet and mingle with senior leaders at Target Corporation, district managers, store managers. And I really wanted the opportunity to see the store from the eyes of the district manager. And so one time uh, the district manager was in the store doing a visit, very standard, high anxiety type of visit. And uh, as an intern, I reached out immediately, like as the Uh, DM as the district manager was leaving and asked, you know, is there a possibility I can walk with you, maybe do some visits with you, shadow you for a day? Um, And I, and she said, you know, let's look into that. Let's, let's talk about that. I never went to shadow with her, but I do think by asking those type of questions, by putting myself out there, it distinguished me, it set me apart from other interns and other leaders in, Mm -hmm. in the store. Um, and also, I think my natural personality came out, my skill sets came out during the internship, which made them say, hey, let's look at her for an HR manager of a store, which 
is something they rarely do because in HR, you need a lot of experience. So after that, I had the opportunity to sit for my professional and human resources certification. I did that while at Target. And then soon after that, I sat for my senior uh, in professional human resource certification and received that as well. And so with these experiences and and with this vantage point of being in an HR seat, um, but also being, you know, one of the youngest in the room, um, sometimes one of the only people of color in the room, it gave me a very special insight into the world of leadership management in corporate America. And so with that said, I had a very unique opportunity to partner with another uh, individual who was a, a friend that I worked with uh, with some ad hoc projects. And so through partnering with other small business owners, I found an, an opportunity to uh, establish a business with someone who worked within telecommunications and elect- electrical work. Um, so I have a business that's primarily in the trades, but my role is to support it from the HR and leadership perspective and business development perspective. So that's how I got into uh, my business. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have to say it's it's nothing but God because, you know, I just kept moving forward and these opportunities would present and I move forward some more and more opportunities present. So uh, I would say that's basically how I got into this industry and into this field. That's outstanding. I mean, I think that there's a lot of lessons in everything that you shared. It's not just a matter of finding one vertical market, but you found a vertical, you found an opportunity through a career. And because of your interest and just being being able to parlay those relationships strategically, you were able to now open up a brand new vertical market, like you said, in telecommunications. And I think that's a really powerful point uh, that I think in in corporate, you know, so often they talk a lot about sponsorship. If you're trying to Mm -hmm. grow, if you're trying to move your career, you need a sponsor internally on the outside for small businesses or or you know, uh, individual organizations, we just call that a strategic partnership, but in corporations, you guys call that a a sponsor. So, you know, what kind of skill set do you find was really helpful for you in being able to make some of those inroads, if you will, right? So use your term, use Mm -hmm. inroads in terms of leveraging that for other opportunities in corporate that you think would may may be very applicable to making strategic partnerships? Yes. For sure, I would say, uh, as far as skill sets go, um, being strategic, um, that's one of my top strengths. And I do believe that that has helped me see opportunities, patterns um, in a different way that allows me and and propels me to move forward. Um, So obstacles, I don't really see obstacles as obstacles. I just see them as opportunities, Um, opportunities to think differently about how I can go about charting the path that I know is for me. So strategic initiatives or strategic mindset, I would say first, um, then the ability, ability to not take things personally, um, because there's so much going on around us that oftentimes it's very easy to take things personally, you know, to take things as a closed door, you know, I can no longer move forward with this way or that way. But Mm -hmm. sometimes that's just a redirection for, for a reason. Um, and so that mixed with, um, being strategic, communicating effectively, um, I would say all those things definitely helped me to persevere and to, um, just think of the road ahead in a way Mm -hmm. that is 
doable. There's so many things that set us back in our journey. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, oftentimes, you know, like, let's say, for instance, taking the PHR, the SPHR exam, oftentimes it takes people more than one time to take it. And if that's the case, that's the case. Keep going. Don't let that stop you. Um, There's lessons in every single thing that comes up as an obstacle. There's lessons for us to learn, for us to take away. You know, it's very easy for us to say, oh, it was that manager that didn't like me, or, oh, it was that um, situation or that, whatever the case is, that policy. But what is it about us that we bring to the table that we can change, that we Mm -hmm. can um, adjust to make sure that we're being successful in this current environment and in this current climate when there's things that are outside of our control? And that's another thing. If there are things outside of our control, we have to just accept that and understand that there's still ways around it. And these strategic partnerships are oftentimes ways Mm -hmm. around those obstacles. So that's another thing, too, making those connections, networking, even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't, you know, know, oh, if this connection will end in a certain outcome, that's okay. It's all about the journey. It's all about the experience being present right there and right now, um, which is most important because you never know how some of these connections that you're making may come to fruition in five, 10, 20 years from now. And so it's really about, you know, pursuing these opportunities by being in the moment and just staying present and being hopeful for what is to come and being open for what's to come. It may not look exactly how we thought it may look. And sometimes that's that's even better. A lot of times that's even better. So I truly believe there are no coincidences because um, everything is part of the master plan, our master's plan. So um, I should say my master's plan. Um, but you know, I truly believe that those have been key ingredients to help me forge forward um, in, in the face of adversity. I love that. I particularly love the part where you mentioned the journey and really being open to whatever the journey has for you and enjoying it. So often, you know, I get the question, I'm sure you get the question. I've been in business almost 30 years. You know, how did you get started? You know, what was your biggest learning lesson? You know, if you had it to do it all over again, what would you do differently? And really, it is a journey, right? You don't make a million bucks. Most people don't. The first year out, second year out, maybe not even by the 10th year out. It takes a while to learn what are the skills you know, what's the skill set that you need? Who are the partners that you need? What decisions you do differently? Make mistakes fast so that you can iterate and correct and learn from it, right? So you got to make mistakes to grow. So all of that is part of the journey. And if you want everything to happen immediately before you, the journey begins, then you don't learn anything. So I love, love, love that. I think that's so important. Yeah. So let's shift a little bit and elevate beyond just the, I think the, the the granular level, if you will, in terms of the strategic mindset and beyond that. When you step back as a strategist, particularly as an HR strategist, and you look at what's happening in the lens of, you know, post-COVID, post-pandemic, the great reorganization, the great realization, whatever you want to call it. It's been great on many levels, right? What are you most noticing about the tone of where employees are today and what's most important to them? And where do you feel like there are potential um, touch points or real opportunities for success going forward for corporations to really, really reimagine the future Mm -hmm. of the workplace and not go back to 
the same old thing. And I'm saying this in the through the lens of so often in corporate uh, and even for our entrepreneurs that are listening, right? We have a very varied audience. You're really looking for your ideal team members and every company needs them, right? No, no company can grow solo. You need that, those team members who are incredibly valuable Absolutely. to move you, propel you, get you going. You need that thought leadership and you need that wealth of human capital. Yeah. So where are you finding that there are real opportunities for those who are listening for leaders of organizations, division managers, CEOs, to really understand what's happening in this post-pandemic future of work, you know, period that we're in now, that are real opportunities for them to meet employees where they are? Sure. That's a great question. Uh, And this is something that I come across almost every day, where employees are yearning longing for companies that care about them and that truly show that they care. And that can mean a lot of different things to different people, to different companies based on the industry and and based on a lot of different things. But if we really think about taking it back to the basics, to the foundation of how to treat people, then you're already ahead. So what I mean by that is, you know, making sure you're checking in. First of all, first impressions are lasting impressions. We know that. So the first thing you really want to do is make sure that you are locked in with your mission, vision, and values, and that your other managers and other agents of the organization are also clued into what those are and what that looks like as far as their actions, behaviors, and and conversations and whatnot. Managers, supervisors, you know, everyone of a a senior leadership level is an agent of the company. And so you want to make sure that they're representing you in the way that you would want to be represented on the five o'clock news. Right. And so what that means is there has to be a level of training and development that incorporates the mission, vision and values at every step of the way. So including those mission, vision and values into job descriptions, into your performance uh, management process, performance appraisals. You want to make sure that those things ring loud and true to what employees are to expect in your organization. And whenever possible, right now, especially, employees are looking for flexibility. It's, it's hard working in this world with all the distractions, with everything going on in the news. Um, and so anything you can do to help employees feel comfortable, feel safe psychologically, emotionally, physically, you want to make sure that that's at the forefront. Um, And even when communicating, because guess what? Not everything is going to be able to be done in a way that an employee is going to love, enjoy, or be supportive of. But we have to make sure as leaders that we communicate the why, the why behind the what. Uh, So that way we are presenting the organization in a professional manner. We're, you know, including the employees wherever we can in the what's going on behind the scenes, behind the veil. Um, because it also helps to make them feel, number one, included, which, of course, we know that that is a need right now. Um, and it also just just helps with transparency. Um, and so once you have some transparency, you're building trust. Um, you may not be able to you know, do everything your employees want, but at least they know the reasons why behind it. And they know, hey, employees, we may not be able to give you every Friday off, but that's because we're here to service our clients and our clients need us on Fridays. And if we didn't do that, this would be the result. You know what I mean? So 
it's really it's really the people aspect that I feel like people are yearning for. They want to feel like a valuable part of the organization and not just a number, not just a body and a seat. So it's very important. And this is what I see leaders oftentimes have a hard time doing. But it's very important that leaders don't just read from a script. Right. When an employee is saying, hey, I'm having this hard time. Um Maybe like I, I have a lot of workload, you know, like my 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 work is ticking up. It's challenging for me, right? As a leader, we should really want to understand, well, what's going on? Why is it challenging? How can I help? How can I remove some challenges? How can I rethink this so this is no longer a challenge for you or a challenge organizationally? Maybe it's not something, you know, that is implemented on a, a higher level, but maybe it's something that we're doing as a not necessarily a workaround, but like, let's, let's talk about how we can make this better for, for all of us instead of just, Hey, this is how it's always been. You know, this is what it's supposed to be. You're not, you're not cutting it. You know, there has to be a level of going a step further to really help and support our team. Um, Now, if it's a person that's been historically not cutting it, not meeting expectations, that's a whole nother conversation. But we know, you know, as people, we go through things all day, every day. And I believe that there used to be a communication track of, hey, whatever you're going through at home, leave that at the door. No longer can people really leave these things at the door. (laughs) And we have to respect that. We have to understand, (laughs) acknowledge, and support them where they are. So if that means offering an employee assistance program, maybe that's something we we need to do so we can encourage our, our employees to get free counseling um, or free legal advice. A lot of EAPs offer that. But I really think it takes an out-of-box approach, a one-on-one approach to really addressing some of the things, the underlying issues that our teams are sharing with us to make sure that they know that we're committed, we're you know um, invested in them, and that we really want them to succeed. That they were, it's just not like, a, oh, this is how we've always done it. If you can't cut it, you're out of here. You know, that type of thing. Whoa, you dropped some seeds of value. I hope you guys were really listening to that. That was phenomenal, Vanessa. Well, it's obvious. She's an HR pro. She knows her stuff. Those were seeds of value. I loved what you just said. I mean, that was fantastic. So if you didn't catch it, rewind and go back and listen to it again. Because she dropped some, some, some gold, you all. And especially if you are leading a company or you're charged with this from an HR, CHRO perspective, you're trying to figure out what in the world do I need to do? I, I loved it because you gave the what, the why, and the how. Yeah. You know, sometimes the what is, okay, we need to, we know we need a communication plan. And you talked about, you know, being driven on mission, helping in, employees understand vision and value, and helping employees have that psychological safety. So you gave the what, and they understand the what. But they don't understand the why. They don't understand that employees need to know that they care, that they need to know what the end game is. They need to know that we're trying to retain this client. If we retain this client, then you get that bonus. But if we don't retain that client, you don't get that bonus. So you hey, there's a level of transparency. Hello. Yes. Yes. I love that. That was fantastic because you, if you don't communicate that, they have no idea. They just think, oh, you want me to work 12 hours again. I'm so sick of this. But you understand well, if you work those 12 hours and we get that client, then guess what? You get that little extra gravy. But Absolutely. you can't get the gravy if we don't keep the client. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. And then I love the part that you gave on the how. How do you do it? So if you weren't listening, here's how she said do it. Make sure you're investing in training and development. Make sure you're investing in care programs. EAP is one of them. She said psychological safety. 
That's where everybody's comes in. Inner zing. So if you haven't figured it out, go look us up. But I love the fact that you said you have to invest in their well-being. You have to invest in the fact that employees know, see, and understand and feel that you care. And there's ways in which you put those touch points into place. That was gold. Awesome. Good. And Fran, I got one more for you because guess what? Sometimes it's not always we can offer you this bonus or this or that, right? It's sometimes it's an out-of-box uh, approach of like, hey, let's flex some of your time or let's think about a benefit or a, a bonus that we can do that you would be open to. Maybe it is a gift card or we'll send you DoorDash. We'll send you, you know, it can be something so small and it goes so far. And so I feel like we lose sight of that thinking it has to be some big major payoff or something that needs signatures throughout the organization or if we're dealing with, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of things we can do as entrepreneurs without all the red tape, but you know, you don't want to get into the issues of maybe setting a precedent or whatever. Um, but the thing is, you still have so much more flexibility with what you can offer employees. And sometimes it's just a conversation. Hey, friend, how can I reward you? How can I tell you you're doing a great job? And you may say, you know, Vanessa, can I come in um, a little later this day? Or maybe, Vanessa, um, I really love Starbucks. Can I have uh, some Starbucks gift cards? Or, hey, sure, yes, you can. I can do that, you know? So sometimes it's just engaging in that conversation so you yourself can have the answers to the test. <laughs> I love it. That recognition goes a long way. And so often we're so in the weeds and driving, we don't realize we got to pull our head up and recognize the employee. And you can recognize somebody with $5. Just the fact that you recognize them and you know they're going through something, pick up the phone and give them a phone call. All of that is beautiful. In our remaining minutes together, I would love for you to share with our audience. Um, I always love to ask this question because it's always interesting what bubbles up uh, for my guests. Are there any things you're super excited about with regards to your business, your offering going into 2024? Believe it or not, we're rounding the corner. We're closer to the end than we are the beginning, right? So is there anything that you're excited about you want to share with our audience with regards to what you're offering or things that people can look forward to from Intech? Yes. I'm so glad you asked that, Fran, because we are very excited about our footprint in the community and what we're doing to prepare our next uh, generation of leaders for what's to come. And so that means, you know, preparing them for the workforce, preparing them for life as an entrepreneur, preparing them to be a CEO of their own life. And so as fellow entrepreneurs, as we know, you know, you need to really have some of these skill sets that we do on a daily basis that come naturally, some of this you very well need to just survive. And what do I'm talking about about that? Like you need to have a network of solid advisors around you. So we have legal professionals, financial professionals, you know, strategists that we may work with, um, but we need to teach our youngins the value of those things. and need to teach them how to have the identity that prepares them for this world that we're in today, it's only going to get more complex and more challenging as years go on. And mm -hmm. so I do feel like we do feel like there's an opportunity for us to make a difference and impact our next generation by equipping them with the skill set so that way they feel more prepared for the world ahead of them, regardless if they decide to go to college, if they decide to go to trade school, or if they decide to be an entrepreneur themselves. We know entrepreneurs nowadays are younger and younger, um, and they're doing it. They're doing a lot of great things, but how can we wrap our arms around them and make sure that they're fully equipped with the skill sets to make them a well-rounded leader 
and impactful member of society. So we're really excited about what's to come with that. We're looking to um, launch our next program in the next few months here. And so I, I would love to join you again and tell you even more about it when uh, when when we're fully launched. <laughs> I am going to welcome you back because I, I love, everybody knows that works with me knows I love something called twofers. And if you're new to the optimized workplace, I'm going to explain to you what a twofer is. Twofers are great for lots of different reasons. It's like when you go get buy one, get one free, right? Or you buy yes. one, get two for it. You know, or you get like, you know, you get the chips and they have the salsa half off. Well, this is a twofer when it comes to business. And my team will tell you, I love twofers. Like you do one effort, but you get double. What I'm loving awesome. about what you're saying and what you guys should be paying attention to, if you didn't catch it, Vanessa offers with VTech is that she's a resource for businesses who need HR consulting you're looking yes. for someone to add to your network from a legal financial strategist standpoint, but she's also a career strategist. If you have an emerging leader on your team that needs additional um, training or, or you need a program to train your leaders in your company, that's a twofer. If you don't realize that's a twofer because she's one resource, but she can help you in both of those ways. So you go girl. That is fabulous. I love that. Thank I love you. that. So, um, <laughs> That's a, she's a Washington based business. You guys need to know that. So she's based in the Washington area, but I'm assuming Vanessa, you work with companies all over the country, right? Cause you said about yes, 50 different right. clients right. that you have right now. So she works all over the country. You are just a, you are a maven, I think of oh, a resource. You. I love that. I really have enjoyed this conversation. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know where it was going in the beginning, but now <laughs> <laughs> as we rounded the corner, you are a fantastic resource. So I'm definitely going to invite you back to the optimized workplace and I'll definitely be looking um, to see what else you have to offer. We'll put all of your information in the show notes for those awesome. of you who are listening that want to get a hold of her company. But you really are because having been in business for 30 years, I can tell you and anybody listening, when it comes to finding valuable resources, it's all about asking somebody, who do you use for that? Like I, that's always something you do. You, who do you Absolutely. use for that? Who's your legal? Yeah. Who's your CFO? You know, who's your <laughs> fractional this? Who's your fractional that? Who are you using for accounting? And that's how you grow until you really know that's and right. you get better. So you're That's a fantastic right. resource for all those reasons. You. So you guys remember Vanessa Cacho in tech. Anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners as we close up our show? Uh, you know, nothing else really comes to mind. Only that definitely I'm here to offer support, uh, especially, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs are listening in and you may not necessarily have someone that has an HR hat on your team, or maybe you need to diversify a little bit. I'm here to help and support Call me. I'll be willing to, you know, partner with you uh, and help make your situation a success as much as possible. That's my goal. So uh, that's what I'll leave with for today. <laughs> I love it. Well, she gave you the, the open door and you got to walk through it. Thank you all for listening today. This is Fran Bishop of The Optimized Workplace. Thank you for joining us for this fantastic episode. And remember, it's always many, that means small, monumental moments that make the biggest difference in your life and in your well-being. I'm Fran Bishop. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Optimized Workplace. For more insights and resources, visit theoptimizedworkplace.co. If you enjoyed this episode, please help spread the word and share with those who will enjoy it as well. See you soon.